Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast, episode 14. It seems like I got the usual cast with me today to my right. My name is Nick Talon. I'm a little under the weather, so if I sound like a fat bitch, it's that's my fault. Uh, yeah, let's talk about some movies. Across from me. Definitely can't follow that up yet again. It's uh, <laughs> Tyler. Let's talk about some movies. All right, Bad Boys 3 is getting made. Will Smith released a video with Martin Lawrence. I guess it's called Bad Boys for Life. What is your thoughts, Tyler? Is it directed by Michael Bay? I do not think so. Um, I don't really care. I'll see it. I have not seen the original or the first two. So You haven't? Nope, never seen them. All right, ready for my take? Yeah. I haven't seen the first two, so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. It'll give me a reason to watch those, I guess. Yeah. I have seen like the first two. Sure. Good. Are they like? It's it's like a, it's like it's a Will Smith movie. Sure. That's not Suicide Squad or Collateral Beauty. Where so it's, it's just probably like, better than both of them. It's entertaining. Yeah. 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 And Will Smith, that was, that was when he was at his prime. He, he could, could carry, carry a movie. movie. Yeah. And sure. Martin Lawrence is Martin Lawrence, too. So I, they have good chemistry. Um, I like both of them. Yeah. So uh, I've heard they're enjoyable, like a lot better than Michael Bay's other works. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to seeing Will. I'm just looking forward to seeing Will Smith back in something, yeah. literally anything. Other, the last movie that I saw of his, I think, was After Earth. Did you see Suicide Squad? Oh, that doesn't... I forgot about that movie. That That isn't a movie. I saw it, and then as I was walking out of the theater, I literally couldn't remember anything about it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, remember, I remember finishing Suicide Squad and looking over to Nick, and then I was like, so what'd you think? And then Nick had... This was the first time Nick ever had, like, the... Like he was PTSD trying PTSD after a movie. Well, no, he was trying to he was trying to find the good, and he's like, "Yeah, it wasn't that bad." And then I said, "Nick, it was terrible." <laughs> I like the thing with Deadshot. That, <laughs> that's the only thing that I like in the movie, and it's a frame. What? When What's he just the, has, no, no, when they recreate. Just, that's the, not that one, dumbass. It's when they're playing Kanye West, and he's just a sharpshooting. Oh, uh, cool! You know, he's shooting like, a bunch of mindless zombies. Crazy. <laughs> That movie's And I looked it up on YouTube. No one posted the scene, so what's the point of the movie if I can't find it on YouTube? Okay, next. Uh, I mean, I guess since we were talking about Suicide Squad, we'll talk about the Birds of Prey movie. It will be rated R. What's that? So this this is interesting because it seems like DC is doing something a little bit different, which I appreciate. I hope the Joker movie is rated R. Um, there he came out and say Birds of Prey is rated R, but Venom came out and said that it was rated R when it first was getting made. Well, so who knows? Stuff can change. Isn't it interesting that the whole thing with the DC universe is that Snyder made two movies that uh, the general public thinks they're too dark, so we got to brighten it up. Now they kick Snyder another like, let's make some rated R dark movies. So I just feel like they're going against the precedent that they set, but maybe they learned their lesson because their movies were trash. That just like. The tone, it doesn't matter what the tone is. The movie just has to be good. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. maybe they'll, this is them pulling back, giving a director, you know, the green yeah. light to make your movie. If you tell us it's going to be rated R, then that's the movie you're going to make. We're going to trust that it'll be yeah. good. And here we go. Yeah. So, and, and of course, crossed. like, and I don't think people should be expecting a rated R movie to have the same budget as a PG-13. I just think that's stupid for yeah, people they to won't think. make as much. And I think it's fine if someone wants to sacrifice the budget to if they feel like it will fit the story better yeah. if it's rated R. I think that's perfect. Also, uh, Ewan McGregor cast in Birds of Prey as Black Mask. What is Birds of Prey? What is this? Uh, Harley Quinn, um, Huntress, Hawk Black Canary. Girl? Black Canary. Oh, uh, no Hawk Girl? Man, they're just going to keep continuing with these movies. I really <laughs> thought it was over. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like I thought they were just kind of kind of stop. 
Uh, After no. a while, but then remember they, we still have Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman two, Birds of Prey, and the Joker movie, and Suicide Squad two all coming out. Also, the Flash movie is still, I guess, being made when it shouldn't be. Who knows about the Batman? Who knows about Man of Steel 2? Who knows about Justice League 2? Well, Man of Steel 2 isn't happening because Henry Henry Cavill is pretty much done, though. Also, I think that's okay. uh, I almost said Bruce Wayne. Ben Affleck, you know, seen leaving Warner Brothers with a script in hand. Maybe it's maybe it's the Batman. Yeah, but then didn't Matt Reeves come out and say, nah, he's not in the movie? (laughs) I (laughs) hope The director of the movie came out and said, (laughs) Ben Affleck, fuck him. Why the hell... Are people stupid? Why would Ben Affleck walk out of a studio with a script in his hand? No, like it happened. Like that's I don't a thing. That, that there's legitimately a picture. Don't believe it. He Next. probably had a contract in his hand saying you're not the Batman Man. anymore. People were like, it's a script for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the complete opposite. Of what it was. I have I have faith in Matt Reeves to do. What movies has he done? Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes, Cloverfield. War for the Planet of the Apes. Let me so, down. So here we I, go. It's not a bad movie, but it's not the movie that was sold to me, so I was disappointed. Here's yeah. here's my pitch, okay? Here's my pitch for Batman, the new okay. one. So we've already seen the gothic era with Tim Burton. Yeah. We've seen the, the campy area, camp, campy oh. era with the Schumacher crap. We've seen crime, like a crime drama. Yeah, like with, a modern with telling. Chris yeah. Nolan. We've seen the mythical Batman gods, mythical it. gods with Batman v Superman. It's time that we actually got Detective Batman, where he's That's a freaking detective, and it's like prisoners, prisoners, <laughs> it's like Jake Jonah, 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 like Roger Deakins, Batman him. Beyond. Yeah. No, no, no. I know what you mean though. Where? But yeah, I want him to be a detective. Because Nolan's were like it was like a grounded, semi-realistic mm-hmm. take on yeah. it, but it's still you don't really it's get like to see him drama. being Batman. The only that thing much. is when he like. When he has the gun and he like recreates the bullet holes in the wall, which is still yeah. like okay, it's border, it's basically nothing. But yeah. I, I totally know what you mean. Where it'd be cool to see him, like it, it'd be more like a police movie. Almost, well, like where he's th- think about like the animated level. series, yeah. where he's a detective, and then when he fights, most of his fights are like him evading and using their own Gadgets, stupidity yeah. or mistakes Hold against on. them. The scene with the bullet thing, like I think it's cool, but like isn't. Isn't it, none of it makes sense. No, it's life. it's like, and plus it isn't him being a detective. It's like the tech doing the work for him. Yeah, he just gets some stuff and he brings it back to the lab. And they're like, "Oh, Morgan Freeman, can you set all this up for me and then shoot a gun at some stuff?" And and then hey. Alfred puts on and he goes like, "Ding!" And he goes like, doof, 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 doof. "It's like a minigun with different yep. rounds in it or whatever." That was but cool. I, but I'm ready. I'm ready for Jake Gyllenhaal to play Detective Batman. Here's here's my thing. At this point, I just want them to reboot. You made three, four, five movies. Just pretend like Justice League didn't happen. Wonder Woman kicks off the universe and go forward from there. I feel like where they were going with their original lineup, they had the perfect out. They had the perfect out with Flashpoint, which doesn't make any sense to start off a Flash. The first Flash movie is Flashpoint when you need to be connected with the character, but it was used to reboot the comics, so it could have been used to reboot the universe as well. But now they're just pushing that back, and now they're still making all these movies that are the same characters in the same universe. But now Batman's going to be different, and he's probably going to be leaner because I don't know if anyone get, can get to tank oh, Batman levels. Ben Affleck got to tank. I Batman. know he was, but j- j- Ben j- j- Affleck j- j- was already kind of like a bigger dude. Yeah, no, I agree. I but 
I've said it before, I'll say it again. I like Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. But at this point, everything else has tarnished my love for those movies so much that I don't want to see a continuation of that story because the movies don't even feel like they're in the Justice League. If you watch Man of Steel and you watch Justice League, you'd be like, this isn't this. This isn't even mm-hmm. remotely the same. Yeah, it's weird. Thing. It really is weird. Ben Affleck's yeah. lower half is kind of weird. I don't know if he has the ideal Batman body. Thoughts? Do Can you, think... you go to the next point, please, after that comment? Okay. Well, uh, here's some interesting news. Leonardo DiCaprio and Andy Muschietti, who's in a lot of the news recently, um, are tackle uh, the director, director of It. And he just got oh, what movie did he just Attack land? on Titan? Attack on Titan. That's right. Um, and he's uh, he's gonna tackle H.G. Wells as the time machine. Oh, my dad's gonna love that one. But here's the bad thing. Yeah. It's not even bad, but I when I saw that I was like, holy crap! Leonardo DiCaprio's attached. This guy's a capable director. That's awesome. Leonardo DiCaprio is just producing it. He's not in the oh, movie. Oh, why would you fucking do that to me? <laughs> I'm actually upset. Yeah, go ahead and give us a two-star review. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's not our fault. Yeah, um, you just led me on. Because that's what happened in my thought process and everyone's thought process. So you ruined everyone else's day? Yeah. I want to. He see... might still star, but it's just one of those things where he's just producing yeah, we don't now. Know yet. But I feel like Mushia, he's directing it then. He's a good director, but I want to see more of his stuff, like... I think it was a good movie. It was fine, but it wasn't this outstanding masterclass where I cannot wait to see the style that he's going to bring to whatever story. But you know, story. you know he's why he's like, a hot commodity is because he directed money. a rated R movie that made a zillion dollars. I thought it was good. I feel. It. I think it was. I saw it like multiple weeks after it came out, so I think it was just a little overhyped for me. Um, I enjoyed I, it. I just don't understand. Like they went for like a little, you know, like jump scare horror movie type type feel which is fine but in the second movie i don't know how they're going to carry that over i feel like it would lose its magic if it's the same feeling so i hope they just completely switch well the, the second when they're adults is way darker than when they're kids in yeah. the book what i don't understand is, well what i feel like is happening is that with these big horror movies like it and halloween everybody saw them because it's it and halloween people didn't go see them because david gordon green and andy muschietti directed the movies you know what i mean so it's It's, like here they're gonna they're gonna get the credit for making a movie that made all this money when anybody could have directed those movies and they would have performed similarly i agree i I could have walked off the street and directed bohemian rhapsody and it would still make a billion now here we go i agree but i also disagree because halloween although it is making a lot of money it's not going to make it numbers because it had a like it had the name of it, but mm-hmm. then it also had good word of mouth where people were like, "Oh my God, it's so terrifying." Does too, which though. not it was like a phenomenon where everyone plus you have people like Finn Wolfhard attached and stuff like that, so you get younger people in the mm-hmm. seats, which is weird for like a rated R movie. But there was so many young people watching this movie, and then just word of mouth spreading that it was like a craze. Where Halloween, it's just like, "Oh, I can't wait to see Halloween on Halloween," and then it's gonna drop as soon yeah. as November hits. That's but fair. Did I, you see that it too wrapped shooting today? I believe eighty six. Did you see shoot. the Did you see the new poster? No. It says it's it. It has like it, and then below it says chapter two. It's just black. Yeah. So it's not a poster. It's the teaser poster. Um, I'm I'm excited for this one just because of the cast. I don't really care about the story anymore. I don't really care who's directing it. I just you know Jessica Chastain. Who else mm. is in that bitch? Who's mm. who is it? <laughs> who is it? Who's in there? They also announced remember. the cinematographer, though, for Is it Time Bum Machine. Jun-hoon? Yeah. Yeah, I like his work. Really do. Did you see Old Boy? No, but I need to. You did Old Boy, yeah. Mm. Overrated. I think it was one of the best shot movies last year. I agree. 
for that year, it was uh, this gonna sound stupid as hell because what do I know? But I thought it was the first time that year, if I remember correctly, that they used the anamorphic lines, and it kind of made sense why they did. All right, everybody, Nick, dropping knowledge. Go ahead and give us um, a five star review for that one, okay? Yeah, the cinematographer expert. Yeah, what do I know? Aaron Sorkin to direct the uh, trial of Chicago, the Chicago Seven, Sasha Baron Cohen to star. Um, it's about some people that like testified or something and some conspiracy charges are and Steven Spielberg was trying to get this movie made for like ever um, I f- lots of other people were set to star and direct it and now Aaron Sorkin and Sasha Baron Cohen seem to be the next ones Bill Hader's also in it too right Bill Hader in it too isn't he yeah okay <sighs> anyway let's go back to what you're saying I think Molly's game was pretty good uh, I don't know if Aaron Sorkin is as good of a director as he is just a pure writer but I'm still in because I love his stuff. I think that he is the opposite of pacing issues. So let's do it. Um, I feel like he should stick to writing movies and then have better directors direct them because that's where all his best work comes from. That's my opinion. What, well, hey, what would you being, say? Once again, you're being selfish. What if he wants to expand his creativity and not remain stagnant in his career? That's totally fine, and I respect it. But I'm saying I think the movie would be better if it was directed by somebody else. Now, what do you think is Have Aaron Sorkin's best game? movie? Steve Jobs. Okay. That's my opinion. I think so. I know Money it's Ball not. Moneyball is great. Moneyball is Because excellent. I'm a baseball fanboy. Uh, Social Network is Social Network's the best. Mark? To me, Steve Jobs, <laughs> like, I love that it's not obviously the events portrayed in the movie may have happened, but not in the way that they do in the movie. Like, all those conversations could have taken place, but not in that order in that way it's presented but because the dialogue is so freaking good and those scenes are so well edited together like when he's arguing with john scully steve jobs arguing with john scully and it's editing with their past when when he's getting fired and the present while they're having this incredible argument it's one of my favorite sequences danny boyle danny boyle directed now um some like aaron sorkin's been criticized for every character in his movie is Aaron Sorkin. And I can tend to agree where everyone talks like Aaron Sorkin, no one talks like other people, like everyone talks the same. But I feel like the movies that he's at his best are when the main character has a similar mindset to Sorkin, where Steve Jobs, I feel, has a very similar thought process that Sorkin does. And Tom same thing Cruise with- Tom Cruise in A Few Good Men. And then the same mm-hmm. thing as uh, Mark Zuckerberg has that very Those weird characters. mindsets. Yeah, where it's like, I feel like that, that makes sense. Plays they well have with no the style. empathy. And yep. They're just you, quick and yep. s- they're smart. Yep. Have you guys seen A Few Good Men? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Have you um, seen Molly's Game, though? No. Wait. So how are you wait, 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 wait. a good director, though. That's I what I'm wondering. I just assumed the movie wait, was, wait, wait. was good. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, I gave Molly's Game. <laughs> Is that the only movie that he directed? Yeah, one-star review. I knew it. And I'll be honest. I'll be <laughs> and honest. And guess what? It wasn't as good as other movies, was it? It was good. I think I honestly, maybe it's just because Yeah, but what happened when you saw The Social Network? Uh, well, I think, I don't know, the so, thing, there's the not many has, movies that I think are as good as The Social Network anyways I that, that I've but, seen. Uh, a Few Good Men isn't directed by him, and it's just, the dialogue is outstanding. All the performances are great. Would you say Jack Nicholson is good in the movie? Uh, yeah. Okay. I've never seen him in a movie and been like, wow, God, dude, he sucked. <laughs> He's so Anger good. management. You want me on that wall. <laughs> he was good you need he was me good. on that wall. Oh, it's so, you gotta watch that movie, guys. Also, uh, we may as well clear this up right now. Our uh, movie insider, Max Burke, 
apparently gave us some false information last week about how they found one of the skaters in mid '90s outside a gas station. Oh, uh, the character we all think is the best in the movie, Ray. Our friend told us that mm-hmm. they found him outside of a gas station. He said, "Yeah, I'll be in the movie," and then we found out that was completely untrue. So thanks, Mask Max, for ruining our lives. Thanks, Max. Wait, Kirk. what? What was wrong? <laughs> what was wrong? What? How was he actually found? He's a supreme skater. He skates for the brand, or he skates. He's sponsored by him. And he's like into acting, I guess. A little well, bit. still, because what Jonah Hill did, because even Sonny, Sonny, he f- saw Jonah Hill saw him at a skate park, and then found oh, out really? he was into acting. He said that it would be easier to find good skaters and try to teach him acting than find good actors and try to teach him skateboarding to get the authentic That's true. feel. That's true. So, I feel like it's not completely false mm-hmm. information, but he just got skaters that were either into acting or that's, that's good i just wanted to call him out and give him a direct uh ding you know yep i respect all that. right what's next uh chris McQuarrie is working on the top gun maverick script this i put this on the list uh, for tyler born like i said it'll give me a reason to watch the original i haven't seen the original it'll give me a reason to watch it and that's all i can say about a lot of these sequels that are coming out honestly top gun have you guys seen it you haven't have you no, the original. Um, it's a fine movie, but it is the pinnacle of '80s cheese. So I got, I had the opportunity to see it in theaters last year, and that was the first time I'd ever seen the movie, and I did enjoy it. And all the uh, sequences in the air, like the actual aerial battles and stuff, are really exciting, and they're pretty well done. Everything else sucks. Like it's so cheesy. It's kind of funny to watch and laugh, but it's not good. So hearing that Chris McQuarrie is writing it is exciting because well he's in, he's on the he's writing competent. team he's on the writing team. I just feel like he could bring a little bit more levity, Serious. yeah, just a little bit more um, weight to what's happening and make it more. Because I'll say I'll say this more grounded. I I, guess. I I enjoyed Rogue Nation. I love Fallout. The scripts, you know. They're not the best part, but, but he also the thing wrote is, *Usual is that, Suspects*, which is and the, incredible. And the thing is, is that, but I feel like he knows for those types of movies, mm-hmm. he knows how to get from point A to point B to get to the next action set piece and make it believable instead of just being like nonstop yeah. action. Like at least the plot of the movie sort it's of good. makes sense. Yeah, kind of like *Bohemian Rhapsody*. And I, I just from uh, just stop. We'll talk about the movie that we hated in a little bit, but I, I feel like hate the movie. <laughs> I feel like. Chris McQuarrie knows how to make action movies really well, and I'm assuming Top Gun is going to be mostly just yeah. an action movie. So I think you're right. He could just bridge those scenes together better. And than he's other got the writers. Tom Cruise connection, so that, that seems like I, he's just going to work with Tom Cruise till he dies. They're going to become Xenu. He's I really do. Do you like think Xenu. he's in Scientology now? Absolutely. We'll probably get a couple emails to our town brother's email now. Hey, Scientology, sponsor us, please. They probably would. They probably have a lot of money, so I would accept it. But I do respect Zenu as a person, but not so as a religious leader. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the next He's one. not a person, though. Don't disrespect him. Uh, next, Dev Patel going to make a directorial debut with a thriller called uh, Monkey Man. And it's about this guy that gets out of prison and then uh, in India, and he like sets off on like some revenge thriller mission. Why'd they decide to name it that? Monkey Man. I think it's based on something. Okay. But I'm excited. I love Dev Patel, and I keep seeing all these people making directorial debuts. Is he Slumdog Millionaire? Is that Dev Patel? He's Lion. Lion. Yeah. I think it's always exciting. Zuko. Yeah. 
It's always exciting when an <laughs> actor or someone involved with movies gets the chance to direct something, and maybe he'll be really good at it. Mm -hmm. And cool. Yeah, is he going to star in it too? Or yeah, be I in think it? he is starring in it. Yep. Good. Figured. I, I like when, yeah. especially if they're a good actor. I'm like, yeah, you might as well just. As, put I mean, yourself he's in been the movie. in several Academy Award-winning <laughs> movies, and he's been nominated. You know so exactly it's like, yeah, I'll trust him. You know him. exactly what you want. Just you do it if you're a competent actor. Yeah. Like John Krasinski. I don't think John Krasinski is the best actor in the world. But if he's gonna direct the movie, you may as well step in and yeah. hey, you have your wife in there too. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, put some respect on John Krasinski's name because I think he's a very good actor. Yeah, I know, but I saw the Jack Ryan or what is it called? The TV show the TV Jack. Show. Ryan. I saw the trailer for it, man. I don't know if they just picked the worst scenes to put in the trailer, but it just well, I heard very delicious. people people liked it a lot. It's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, nothing will just be clear, not, not nothing will me. be clear in present danger. Nothing Harrison will be Ford, Jack Ryan. Nothing will be um, uh, threat level midnight. Michael's goal to face. Um, oh, I was going to say something. <laughs> On your marks, get set, die. <laughs> oh, I love that. When are we getting a big budget? Oh, and then I got some new news that I just thought of right now that may break some hearts. Uh, since we got to wait until a trailer comes out to make a new episode of the We Know Nothing podcast, we're going to throw in some Game of Thrones news right now. Oh, yeah, baby. We got the new picture, which is nothing. Can I be, wait, <laughs> but, hold on. Can I be honest, though? I was looking at the magazine cover last night. It's What is it? Time, people. What, entertainment. 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 What the hell do they do to Kit Harrington's eyes? Like, I understand in post-production, amplifying the best qualities in people is what artists strive to do. But, like, he has dark brown eyes, like, almost black, his eyes. Well, they, And they made him gray in this. Well, Entertainment Weekly isn't known for having, like, you know, super artsy photo shoots. No, they, no, no. Hold they on. grab him, put him up against the freaking no, no, green screen. Do you and understand then... how magazines work? They contract a photographer to take the photos. What a magazine? Yeah, Entertainment Weekly isn't getting – Nick, it's not, it's not some prestige magazine, though. I would say it is a prior. Look at did you see the Brie Larson one? That didn't look that fantastic either. Everybody every time there's an entertainment weekly cover, everybody who's excited for the movie that's on the cover goes, This looks stupid. If every time. Mm -hmm. If Annie Leibovowitz isn't taking the photos, I don't care. There you go. Okay. Can we um, get out? So, so uh the news is is that in some of the like the article there's like an interview with David and Dan talking about the show. And their original pitch to HBO for season eight was they wanted to do three movies <laughs> and, oh, and premiere it in theaters. Oh, my and they God. turned it down. And they turned it down because they don't want to gamble on the box office. Or they're for, and they said that's the only way that we can do this conclusion because they would do. Literally getting chills thinking about But that. they would have made so much. They would have made way more than HBO prescription. No, well, well, think about this because then look at what happened because then you get kind of the best of both worlds where because Game of Thrones had like a $5 million per episode budget and then HBO was like, okay, so we can't do the movies, but we can give you like the six episode season the and then we can give you $15 million oh each episode. Oh, God. <laughs> To make this, and then they said, "You know what? Better than nothing." And now, yeah, we, we, I have mean, this. we just tripled our budget. And per also, episode. also, you know, the shoot that they said was fifty-five yeah. days or nights. Yeah, that was only the night shoots, because they said this was undersold. And then Miguel Sapochnik went into the studio and filmed the rest for more weeks. The rest of the battle is that who directed Battle of Bastards? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I literally, I can't wait. My Who directed whole... Beyond the Wall? 
I don't know, not Miguel. When I, what else has he directed though? Miguel, he did he did another huge Hard one. Home. Hard Home. When I think about Game Light of, of the Thrones, Seven or he did Win, li- Win, Winds of Winter, oh Win, what is it? God, he did Winds of Winter is he season did my six for now. Episode yeah. in TV history. Yeah. He did that. When I think about the show in the books, I get chills running up and down my spine, and I cannot wait to see the conclusion. I've never been more excited to see the conclusion to a story of any property. Yeah. And uh, I hope I'm alive by then. I really do. I can't. I can't wait. I hope George R. R. Martin makes it to at well, least no, see the end of the show. Well, no, like it'd be really disappointing if I died before the show ended. I would now, be too disappointed. Now, now here's <laughs> now here since uh we're we're I have to we're, say one thing. Go for it. On the cover, too, people were saying, "Oh, the way Daenerys is placed, that's normally how pregnant women women stand." And then I was like, I think uh, it's pretty clear that she's going to be pregnant, guys. I don't. That doesn't make sense to me because they clearly say she will not get pregnant until the sun rises on the wrong side of the planet, and the, there's stuff happens. They're like, you'll never be pregnant, and now until it's like magic she just plows Johnny Boy, her little nephew, and now they're having a baby. I think it's John's, stupid. John's got the magic seed. I, <laughs> I think if it ends with, if the show ends with. She has a baby and she dies, or they have a baby and that's what ends up ruling everybody. I'm gonna be upset because I don't care about that. I want to see people riding on dragons killing each other. I well, you're see gonna everybody get that. die you're and no babies. That. Okay, get the babies out of the show. I can. I feel like you're gonna be upset about I'm the finale. Um, oh, I, my prediction is she dies in childbirth. Jon Snow does not want to sit on the throne. He becomes a hermit, and the baby sits on the Iron Throne. Like, literally the baby. <laughs> like the f- fresh fetus. The final, sh- the, the final shot is a baby crawling around in there. <laughs> no, and this is the last. And then it cuts And then this is the last thing. And then his eyes start to turn blue, and he says, White Walker. <laughs> <laughs> but here, real quick, I want to do some investigating. Oh, do we not talk about the prequel, though, who they cast? Yeah, they cast Naomi Watts. And uh, some. I hope it's just like Mulholland Drive. You're an or idiot. King Kong and it, I got. It, they released the name five, of it too. Five. What the is the prequel it? series? The, the Long, Long Night. Night. Hope it explains the White Walkers. Oh, that's cool because that's that like sounds, the first time. Yeah, that's where the White Walkers come. The the problem I have with and that's she could be playing the Knights King's wife. Dude, you're right. That's who she's playing. She's playing the Knights. Oh, we're gonna. Oh, the only problem is nothing. If George R. R. Martin matters. doesn't write it, it won't be as good. I seriously think when you watch the show. And they finish season five, and they quit following the books. I think goes season downhill. six is better than season five. It is, but that's because What's season five. Season so six? did you know that? Oh, season, but listen, season listen, six quiet. Is than five. It is book one is season one, Correct. book two is season yep. two, book three is season three and four. Yep, right. That's why those are the best seasons of the show. Is because they made the best book two seasons long. Then they combine two books for one and season. They cut brand. They cut every. They cut <laughs> the whole book. There's like six pages in the book where I was like, oh, that that's in the show. Everything else is completely different. So season five sucked. Season six is good, but everything in the – there's a lot of stuff. All the dialogue is not nearly as sharp because they're making it up on their own, which is fine. They do a good job. But compared to the things that George R. R. Martin wrote and came up with, it's not as compelling. And I feel like if they're going to make a whole show by themselves that doesn't have the, the characters and the – 
dialogue cr- created and written by George R. R. Martin, it's not going to be as good. Don't people, well, I don't think people, I don't know if that's going to be true for sure. It's just my opinion right now. Okay. Don't, I don't, don't think the dialogue, every bit of line of dialogue, is ripped straight from the books, though. Don't. It's not. But those scenes that come from the book are the best, the strongest scenes of the show. Listen, don't people respectively say that George R. R. Martin isn't the greatest writer anyway? Like, then they say, yeah, yeah, it's a good story, but the way he writes is the best. No, you heard Nate's girlfriend say that no, last night. No, I've heard, it, I've heard it a opinion. lot before. I've heard a lot of people say it's outstanding, and I agree. So Okay, I, then do you want to fight? Yeah, I would <laughs> love to cancel our friendship and punch you in the eyeball. I'm not about canceling anything. I'm, I'm canceling your life. I Shit. would say this. A bad episode of Game of Thrones is better than most TV. And I agree. I think that uh, David and Dan signed up to adapt the books. Uh, and George R. R. Martin is I'm just not yanking his chain, whoa, not whoa, doing whoa. anything. I'm not blaming. They're doing the best they George can do. George R. R. And I'm, Martin's a bitch. I'm on their side. I'm on their side. But I think it's silly to think that a lot of those scenes of Peter Dinklage talking to Danny and and Miss Andy and well, I think Tyrion's whole character is weird that, now. Dude. Well, it's so di- the well the books haven't explored it at all, so they're making it up on their own. So that's why it's okay, and I don't blame them. But it's not as good. It's just not as good. And they're making an entire show without his involvement. I don't know. Maybe he will be super involved. I hope I it's know. better just so you have to die. Now, here's my – here's real quick before hey, we move had, on. Nick makes great comments, everybody. Real quick before real, real quick before we move <laughs> on to trailers. Real quick before we move on to trailers. I would like to say that the big battle of the show is almost confirmed to be episode five because Miguel Sapochnik is directing it because David and Dan are directing the sp- f- uh, series finale. <laughs> so uh, they wouldn't be directing the battle. So Miguel Sapochnik is directing, I think, four and five. So the battle is in five, I'm going to guess. So I thought we all, or our prediction was episode one is the White Walkers are at Winterfell melt, just destroying everybody. They did, they did say something how episode one is, like, starts. What'd they say? They say that it's like episode one of the show where instead of Robert coming into Winterfell, it's Danny's army, like in the similar fashion where huh, they all arrive. Holy cow. All right. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. really pumped. We'll talk more when we bring back our Game of Thrones podcast called the We Know Nothing podcast. Um, You know nothing, Jon Snow. Snow. We're married in real life, Jon Snow. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on to the trailers. Uh, first trailer up, Spies in Disguise, starring Will Smith and Tom Holland. I really like the animation, and I thought it was just, like, batshit fun. Like, it was just stupid as hell, which made it funny. Uh, I'll probably go see it, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we pretty much see mostly everything that we can. I just, uh, love, I just love how the trailer doesn't make sense. Like, it literally, like, you just have this one feeling of a trailer, and then it just cuts to him as a bird. My prediction is that it's just one of the many disguises that instead yeah, of disguising himself like in a wardrobe, Tom Holland finds a way to describe him, disgu- disguise him as animals. So how would you feel if he's a bird for most of the movie? Sure. We'll see how it plays out. So my problem was I thought the first minute and a half of the trailer was really awesome because it was like, oh, this is going to be a really cool animated spy movie team up. And then I realized, wait, all the stuff we're seeing is probably the first five minutes of the movie. And then it's going to be something totally different. And that's exactly what the trailer told me. So that kind of upset me a little bit. But I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll see. Who, what studio is behind it? Blue Sky. Is that who does, is that Sony? No, because that's just Sony Pictures Animation, which is the Spider-Man movie. Who I don't did know. Blue Sky? Blue Sky, Blue Sky is like, I forgot. <coughs> but they did, did they do, uh, are they the Smallfoot people? No, like what? That's no, Warner. Was good. 
Smallfoot was Warner Brothers animation. I think Blue Sky is the people that did the Bowl movie. The Ferdinand. Bowl movie? Oh, oh, okay. They also did Minions. Nope. nope. That's, that's Illumination. Illumination. That's Illumination. Yep, Ferdinand. <laughs> Dude, I pulled that out of nothing. It is Ferdinand. They did the Ferdinand movie. Dude, Good you call. pulled it out they of They also did dude. every single Ice Age movie. I love the first Ice Age movie. And they did Robots. Oh. <clears throat> Never saw it. And they did Rio 1 and 2. How come I have, Not like, good. how come Robots to me is like a fever dream where I, like, remember getting toys at Burger King and watching the movie multiple times, but I could not tell you a single story <laughs> plot of the movie. I know that. I remember that they, like, when the robots want to have kids, they, like, order in the parts, and then they build the kid themselves. And then Robin Williams is in it. What are you guys' thoughts on the Ice Age movie? The first one, original. Sure. I think sure. it's good. I saw it maybe 15 years ago. The best one is none of them. I think they're all. No, the first one's good. first one's a good movie. Way better than all the others. The animation, like, you ever go back and watch, like, old animation? Not a good look. I love well, it. Well, no, no, but, like, it's good for when it came out, but, yeah. like, it's crazy how, how much good better. animation it yeah. is now. I agree. It's crazy. Because back then, we are like, what? I was like, whoa, this, this whoa, is real. Dude, look at these three-dimensional renders. All right, let's move on to the next trailer. Isn't it romantic? Starring Reb, Rebel Wilson, Adam Devine, Liam Hemsworth. I, I forgot we watched this fucking trailer. I won't be going to see it. It's just not a movie for me. Um, I'll I'm see sure it. it'll do fine. I don't think it looked worse than Suicide Squad. So Listen, uh, I think that Nate, Nate brought this up earlier, so I'm going to steal his point. But not every movie is made for everybody. This movie clearly has a tar- target demographic, brain-dead human beings, and that's no, who's going to go see it. And that's totally fine. They'll probably like it. It'll do well. But it's not for me, and I don't care. Good. I'll say I'll see the movie. It's because uh, uh, it's an interesting. I can hear in your voice that you don't want to see. It's it, an mate. interesting. No, it's an interesting premise. But I just feel that if meta humor is not done to perfection, it's really bad. It's trying to be meta, but it looks exactly like every romantic comedy ever. But it's trying to be. Hey, it's it's, it's, it's can't it can't be only Siths deal in absolutes. I'd say 500 Days of Summer is a romantic comedy, and it's not like that. Hello there. General Cannoli. <laughs> anyway. It'll make a lot of money. Um, yeah, whatever. It didn't look funny. It didn't look like it was directed with a, any style at all in the world. And I will say this. My point was not that this is made for brain-dead human beings. All I said was that. That was that, my point. All I said is <laughs> that not it's not. not what I said either. I don't think it looks like. I'm, it's just not made. Yeah, I it, just don't want to go see it. I'll put it this way: it looks like I feel pretty, and that, that's I the feel like this may be better. Robert Wilson can hold a movie more than Amy Schumer. All right, All right next next, next is Lars von Trier's new movie, The House That Jack Built. I think it looks pretty good. I I'm not really sold by the trailer yet. I heard there um, was some walkouts. Heard yeah, it's very I controversial. Like, I feel like if you're gonna do something like that, you gotta nail it. Well, that's like well, all he does, isn't so it? So for people that don't know, the, the plot of the movie is it follows a serial killer, and apparently you see some pretty gruesome stuff, and the movie already premiered at different film festivals, and people were leaving the screenings at these festivals. For a certain scene where he's a little boy and he dismembers an animal. I forget what it was, maybe a frog or something. It looks like it was like a bird. You kind of see it in the trailer. <laughs> no, this isn't hereditary. Anyway. I think that uh, even just from the trailer, I've never seen a Lars von Trier movie before. 
um, but he clearly has a very specific artistic style. He brings something to his movies visually, and I think that's why a lot of people like his stuff is just how visually stimulating it can be. And he, it, there's, I feel like it's a lot of his movies are metaphorical for things. Even in this, you can hear mm-hmm. some of Matt Dillon's dialogue about what he does and how he yeah. does it and stuff. And it sounds like it could, or it seems like it could be an interesting, fun, artistic movie, and I'd rather see that than whatever the other yeah. one we were just talking I'm, about. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in it. Um, oh, I'm going to go see it for sure. I think it looks good, too. But like, the thing is, is will it will it premiere? Here, probably not. Um, I, the probably. other thing is, I like Matt Dillon, but I haven't seen him in anything in so long, I was almost confused when I saw that he was the lead. But hopefully he's good, because I always thought he was decent. So For yeah. some reason, I thought it was him in Evil Dead, too. That's Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Same person, right? Nope. Okay. Similar though. Nope. Let's move on to what we watched. All Since right. when, when was it? Wednesday. Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So me and Tyler will kick it off. Um, I don't know if Tyler's seen more than. I've seen we, four. I've seen three. Uh, we'll. I'll start off with the Suspiria joint package. We watched the original, and we watched the new one. I'll just start off by saying, I with the new one. Um, talk about let's talk about the original first. Let's go through it. Yeah, that with or that's why I meant with the original. Sorry, uh, I wanted there to be more dancing. I love the visual styles of it. It was a competent storyline where it goes from point A to point B. It's very conclusive, I would say. Um, but like it left me was like I was like the new one could improve on a lot of this stuff. Like the whole movie is about dancing, and you see him dance once in the movie. Well, the the original isn't about dancing. That's why you only see him dance once, because that's not what the movie's about. You go ahead and tell me your thoughts on fucking Jackass. <laughs> score is amazing, though. One of the great. It's a great song. The main theme. Um. That okay. So the original Suspiria, Nick and I didn't really have an idea of what it really was before we saw it. We saw it with a good friend of ours who Max Burke, who we roasted earlier in the podcast. <laughs> I did not participate in the roast. So, um. He explained the movie to us before we saw it just so we'd have some sort of expectations and not hate the movie immediately because it's an Italian movie that has dubbed over audio over every – even though they're speaking in English, they still dub it over with American voice actors. So it just sounds a little wonky and the the dialogue doesn't quite match up to the people's lips and it's kind of funny. But – um, this is the perfect example of a movie that is style over substance to such a degree that it it makes up for what it lacks in substance because the style is so strong. It is unbelievably fun to watch because of how beautiful the movie is and the lighting, the cinematography. It's some of the best I've ever seen. And it easily has one of the best musical scores. It's just so it's so different it's from so anything memorable. you've heard before. Yeah. You can. I've literally listened to it more than I've listened to the *Stars Born* soundtrack. Just, it, it's so captivating, and it and it perfectly encapsulates what the movie is about. And when I say it's and, memorable, I'm not talking about just the score. The movie is memorable. Yeah, I, I, the every gruesome scene in the original, it, I remember it. I can't get it out of my head. You know what I mean? And I don't think it was scary though. No, but it's fun, and that's. That's why I liked it so much is that even though it it's it just has this super interesting style, it's really campy and corny, but also kind of frustrating, or not frustrating, but frightening because of, I mean, you see some pretty gruesome, brutal stuff that's, I don't know, I think it's pretty entertaining and fun to watch, but I liked it a lot. I think the first one is excellent. 
those are my thoughts. Best score, great cinematography. There you go. Yeah, so there's just a few things that were missing for me. Like, I just want a little bit more. So I was hoping the new one would do that. Um, so let's jump into the new one. Go ahead. So me and Tyler saw that on uh, Wednesday on Halloween. Yep. And uh, directed by Luca Guadagnino, who did yeah. Call Me by Your Name and last I think year. Call Me by Your Name was my best picture last year. So obviously I respect him and I like his work, at least one piece of it. So the movie is broken into seven acts, is it? Like seven different six sections. acts in an epilogue. In an epilogue, as okay. it says at the beginning. Okay, I apologize. Anyway, uh, I, I was think just the helping. first five acts, which I think equates to like an hour, hour forty-five, maybe even two no, it's hours. Long. It's like two, two hours. hours. So I think the first two hours of the movie were were absolutely great. I think that it was some of the best direction I've seen this year so far. Um, it kind of filled in every hole that I wanted to be filled in from the the, the original movie. I think the only thing that was lacking in that first five acts is the cinematography. Like, the visual, it looked good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say the cinematographer did a bad job. But, like, Suspiria, I feel like the original, one of its main striking points is the color and just, like, mm-hmm. the vibrance of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where this movie could have at least touched on a little bit more. It was definitely a desaturated look. But that being said, uh, once you jump into the sixth act, I feel like, for me, it just went off the rails. There was a lot of visual elements that – I didn't think fit well. I think all the scariness, all the tension, all the suspense for me left in that scene. It, none of it was scary. It was like a completely different movie. And to be quite frank, I thought it was actually pretty funny. That's how I was. I, I thought it was funny how bad this nosedive for me. Now, did this drop it down to you know a ten percent score for the movie? Hell no, because the first two hours of the movie were so good to me. It gave me the more dancing I wanted. It filled in more of the holes in the storyline that I wanted with characters. Mm-hmm. And everything was working. I think Dakota Johnson was did an amazing job. I just have to touch on, too, the dancing scenes in the movie were amazing. Amazing. I don't even know how you direct that. Like, I, they, you have to bring in dance coaches, I'm assuming, and everything like that. But uh, the sixth act, when shit starts hitting the fan, it lost me. It lost me hard. But that being said... Still like the movie. I think it was worth. Uh, we drove to an hour and something minutes to see it. I think it was worth that. It was worth it to see it on Halloween. It was worth it to not use a list and go to a Regal Cinema to see it. Uh, my last point I want to make is Tilda Swinton plays two characters in the movie. She obviously plays the main head or er, head dance coach, Madame Blanc. Madame Blanc, and she also plays Joseph Klepmer. Yeah, the, the psychiatrist. That's mm-hmm. like I'd say the. Pr- one of the protagonists in the movie. Kind of, yeah. And I think it was completely unnecessary that she played the old man. Yeah, she got in the makeup. She looked good. Couldn't really tell. Couldn't really see through it. But it appeared they dubbed over her lines. And it was just weird. Like, at first, I thought the movie was out of sync. And I was going to be really upset because it was at the beginning of the movie that you see this old man. Um, I just think it was completely unnecessary. It, it's one of those little things that I'll nitpick. But, like, if you just remove that, then it saves part <coughs> of the movie for me. Anyway, that's my thoughts on Suspiria. I gave it a three out of five. I enjoyed it. Um, it just lost me a little bit. What are you going to do? Sometimes sometimes it happens. And the movie's obviously not made for everyone. And apparently, the back half of it, actually back one-sixth of it, wasn't for me. Um, all right. I can understand why you would uh, why you have those feelings. By I disagree quite a bit. I liked this version as well. It's extremely different from the original. In fact, it's not even remotely similar to the type of movie that the original is. It has no fun, no charm, no 
um, color. It's just a completely different vision for this script. And I kind of like that. It makes it what? I was just going to say, I don't think like I didn't like it because I was comparing it to the. The that's old. not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm just talking about I thought that's why you're bringing it up. Okay. No, I'm go, just talking hey, about my opinion. Hey, Bubba, movie. go ahead then, man. Um, no, you made it very clear. You didn't like the ending of the movie. You know, it really took away. You say you love the first five acts and you don't like the sixth. That's fine. I understand why, because the sixth act gets absolutely insane to the point where I feel like the the rest of the movie is pretty insane enough to justify the ending. So it, to me, it didn't like totally come out of nowhere and have this crazy tonal shift. I enjoyed it. Um, it is, it, it's kind of, it brings back a little bit of the campiness of the original, but there's just no other campiness in the whole movie. So then when you get to the end and it's a little bit campy and corny, you're kind of like, wait a second, where was this for two hours? You know what I mean? But that's okay. Um, I think Dakota Johnson was great. Like Nick said, the, the dancing scenes throughout the movie are outstanding. That is definitely what the, <laughs> I thought the original would have more of that and it doesn't. And this one does. And though all those scenes are great. Um, Tilda Swinton's really good. All the acting's really good. It's just that the the thing about the original is that it's fun and the the color it makes it exciting to watch. This isn't exciting to watch. It's kind of it hurts you to watch some of it because it's so gruesome, bordering on torture porn, where you're kind of you feel a little gross watching some of the scenes. And we're in the original. I didn't feel that way. The the gruesome deaths in the original are less tortury and more cheesy campy uh, this is i don't know it, the more i think about it the more i want to see it again i think it requires repeat viewings because there's so much to unpack from the movie but i think the ending justifies what came before the oh, the overall direction of the movie is very strong it does have a really strong sense of style with the frantic editing and uh most of the camera angles that were used you never really see the same shot twice even if it's a dialogue scene it's like he moves the camera all around the room to get different angles of everybody from every direction and it's it's really interesting and i i just feel like the story itself it's like they tried to dive too down too deep into what um even though it's pretty simple yeah, the original is really simple, and this one they try to bring too much of the real world into it. It's more it. like uh, democratic, even uh, kind of. But it well, it's more just like they're trying to make they're trying to show what Berlin was like in 1977, and yeah, that's when the where and when the original takes place. But they don't care; like it doesn't matter. That's where it takes place. It's just about the dance academy, and that's not what this movie is really about. So. I think the new one's good. I would recommend people to see it if you like horror movies, if you like the original. But I overall, I don't think it's quite as good as the original. And really fast before we move on, uh, I just want to say I kind of disagree with you on the statement of the rewatch. I would watch the movie again. That's not what I'm saying, but I don't think it would change my mind. I think it would actually um, – it wouldn't maybe drop my score, but it would maybe be less fun to watch because I know – how fast it's going to slam on the brakes for me. That's fine. Like, you know, when and where the movie's going to fall off. Yeah, for me personally. Well, I guess my thought is where the original, I feel like I want to watch the original again because I liked it a lot. But if I see it again, I don't think I'm going to have a changed experience or changed mind about what I watched. My, th I feel like my thoughts will be identical. Whereas if I rewatch the new one, I feel like there was a lot of stuff that I didn't pick up on, missed, or could have a different interpretation of and understand more and either like the movie more or less via second viewing. So I want to see it again. 
because um, there's a lot of weird dream sequences and flashback sequences that you don't know who, what characters are which in these flashbacks, what's really going on. And I feel like a second viewing might really help. And I kind and it makes like I think it's good that the movie makes me want to see it again. So that's that's kind of a positive. It's good. I would recommend Nate. I definitely want to see it with you and yeah, get yeah, your thoughts yeah. on it. Yeah, um, it seems like my type of movie, so I'm very intrigued by it. Um, <clears throat> I guess we'll see. So you'll you definitely think Hereditary is better. Oh, one hundred percent. Hereditary is still it's my an favorite original movie idea too. Suspiria didn't quite make it in my top ten of the year. It's out uh, by a couple. Like I said, I still think it's a really, really strong movie. Uh, the only, the only other negative that I thought, or that I had with the movie, is that there's a lot of CG. There's a lot of blood in the movie, and it's almost all CG. Okay. And in the original, it's not like that at all, obviously. Yeah. But in a way, the original looks super fake because it's way too bright. Like Nick, Nick made a joke the other night. It looks like ketchup, and it kind of does, and it's funny. So in the new one, it's all CG, and it looks totally fake. So why would I give the original a pass and this one not? Yeah. Uh, so it's I, I don't know, know. It's kind of tough, but it's like, it's just not the bright red in the original complements the rest of the colors in the movie. And this one's so devoid of color when you get this black CG blood. It's just like, hmm, that looks corny. Okay. So that's those are my those are my overall thoughts. What, so what's the other movie you watched, Tyler? Yeah. <clears throat> Besides, the uh, big we'll one. talk about Bohemian Rhapsody. So the other one I watched was a nineteen ninety seven horror movie called cube oh yeah yeah cube. I saw that you saw that um it's not a great movie but i think the premise is really interesting and the drama like the 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 drama that ensues between the characters while they're all stuck in a situation together is good i the acting's not great because it's a bunch of nobodies i've never seen before but that they're at what they're dealing with and stuff i thought was fairly compelling and it was a it was a quick little 97 minute movie that has an interesting premise and interesting enough characters kept me kept me entertained it's fine it's a fine little horror movie shouts out to max burke one more time said that he wants to do uh cube the movie the tv show so and that's what he wants it to be called as well so yeah i feel like that ever happens i feel like instead of rebooting movies that worked in the past people should reboot movies that have good ideas but didn't work like cube would be a good movie to reboot now and try well they kind of are in a way where like with that escape room movie that movie looks so stupid why is tim robbins in that movie you know what that movie is it's the same as hellfest it's literally an advertisement because escape room is a real thing that you can do it's just an advertisement that's disgusting. It makes me want to throw up. I feel like Escape Room will be better than Hellfest. I'll bet you right now it's the exact same movie. But what have you seen, Nate? Uh, I Well, I finished up Haunting of Hill House. Uh, I think it's great, definitely worth a watch, but I will say that the ending left a little bit to be desired. Not Is that it? it's not doesn't have a conclusion, because it does have a conclusion. It's just... Not the conclusion you wanted. Not even the conclusion I wanted, but like I just don't feel like it fits with the story that they were telling. But... I mean, it's fine. Like, it's not like I hate the ending. I just don't. I feel like they. It, I, I don't know. It's just a weird direction that they go in for the ending. Does it set up for a season two? I mean, yeah, there, it of could course. always be a season two. Um, but I, I would rather it there not be because I don't know if it, they could capture like, yeah, what was necessarily scary or yeah mm-hmm. that the the season has been. But it's definitely worth a watch and definitely one of uh, Netflix's top shows. I'd say. Um, acting is all great. Um, I once again, I love that Mike Flanagan directed all the episodes, so you get his vision for the where whole he wanted. Series. Yeah, is it primarily jump scare based horror, or is it more suspense, psychological driven? Both. 
Okay. There's jump scares, of course, yeah. and but there is a like a lot of it plays on, not it sounds super cheesy the way I'm gonna say it, but it's like pretty much the premise of the show where like they're dealing with ghosts, right? But they're also dealing with like each other. metaphor, their family and metaphorical ghosts, where each of them have their own problems that they have to face. Okay. Some of them connected to the house, some of them just connected to being a terrible human being. Um, but becoming a terrible human being comes from what they faced as kids in this haunted house so it's traditional modern horror but it's done well i'd say yeah yeah it's very yeah nothing too groundbreaking i'd say i mean i I just feel like it's i feel like good there's no horror tv right i mean other than american horror story and i feel like scream uh, i've only seen the first season of american horror story i thought it was fine people rave about that show but i think that's just because there's no other horror television mm-hmm. so because that this is pretty good a lot of people really like it and that's cool max uh once again it was talking about like channel zero on uh sci-fi which like adapts like creepy pastas from the internet and i heard that's pretty good too hmm. so maybe this is gonna give a little birth yeah to, some cool. horror tv shows i'd like to see them especially yeah like as long as they're good ones, not no grabs at, I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's also weird because this is based on a book, The Haunting of Hill House, but it's not the book. We need to make a cult TV show. I think there's American Horror Story cult. Yeah, but we can do better. <laughs> anyway, what else do you see? Uh, I saw Spirited Away in the great theaters. Movie. It's great, dude. It's also one of the most beautifully animated movies I've ever seen in my life. Not, I bet it was nothing like you expected, though. Am I right? Yeah, it was. It was different, but I kind of knew the premise going in with like the whole bathhouse. See, I didn't know that. So when I was watching, I was like, oh, I thought this was like dragons and stuff. This ain't like that. Yeah, there, there's, <laughs> there's a, dragon. a dragon, but not in the way. It's just very different from what I expected. Very funny. I was, mm-hmm. I was surprised with how well like some of the humor would translate to like Western stuff. Uh, the giant baby was pretty hilarious. Um, I no will say dude. I no spoilers. I, I will say parents are pigs. Yeah. No spoilers, dude. I will say that Howl's Moving Castle is still my favorite one so far. Um, and I think I like Princess Mononoke better than Spirited Away as well. I did too. But um, once again, I haven't watched the Studio Ghibli Ghibli movie that I enjoy watching and felt like I was like okay, yeah. So um, Spirited Away was the first Miyazaki movie that I got to see. And I did really like it, but I think Princess Mononoke, which is the only other one I've seen, I did like more. You're so great with the fireflies. <sighs> <laughs> you try to block it out of your brain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one too. As good as that movie is, I don't like I watching children dying for an hour and a half. Yeah, it was. Uh, or um, I I just feel like Princess Mononoke is a little bit more intriguing to watch because it's not so out there. It's more relatable for me, you know. So I mean, there's giant spirits and stuff, and forest spirits and all that. I know. Thing. It's still fantastical, but Spirited Away is just—it's not the fantasy that I thought it was going to be. Yeah, so yeah. I was a little shocked watching it. Maybe I'd like it more the second time because mm-hmm. I understand it mm-hmm. now. But the first time I was just like, "Whoa, this is nothing like I expected. This is kind of weird." But I did really enjoy it, and it is and really it's, good. It's just insanely gorgeous to look yes, at as well, it's and that's hand drawn. Like, get out of here! You're basically just showing off at a certain point um and then we got bohemian raps is that it yeah for everybody i just want to start oh off. wait i i would like to touch on castlevania real quick oh my yeah, um, fuck, i started watching season two only fresh video game adaptation and they know what they're doing when adapting 
the story. They know which parts to take, and uh, I feel like they're doing a good job, and I can't wait to finish season two. I just started watching it. I'm only on season one, and it is. It's super... I almost feel like if they make video game adaptations, just make them hand-drawn animation with good voice acting. It's because you can do more. You can make it crazy and fun and wild and bloody and exciting, and it's fun to watch. There yep. you go. Yep. All right, Bohemian Rhapsody, how do you want to start it off, Nick? I just want to say, Freddy deserved better. I also want to say, I can't believe that they hid that script behind some of the greatest music ever written and the greatest performer's likeness ever. Um, yeah, so you guys can go ahead and follow that. Um, so here's here's the thing. Here's what I think about Queen, uh, the mo- or this movie, and why it's getting such a positive reaction. Um, if you play Queen music really loud, it's awesome. If you go sit in the IMAX and they're just freaking blasting somebody to love bohemian rhapsody killer queen like all their best songs just freaking black i thought my eardrum blew up and i don't know if you guys saw but i my ear hurt okay it was great but the movie sucks but people can't separate the the movie from the music and they think that because the music's really good and you get to see them perform at these all these live events that they actually perform that they skip around uh at light speed there's almost no plot in the movie. It's just a series of scenes. It doesn't really delve into Freddie Mercury as a person, what he was dealing with at all. It doesn't delve into any of the band members, anything. You literally don't know anything about any of the band members except for what they were passing lines of dialogue like, hey, I'm married now. And then a scene later, he'll go, I have a kid now, too, and life is harder. He's like, it's, that's the dialogue like, in the movie. I was going to be a dentist. I can tell you why. And I've been thinking about it, and I didn't hate it as much as – that's fine. These guys did. I've thought like it's just and honestly, which is it's going to sound bizarre cuz you know IGN and all that stuff, but the IGN's headline for the review I think is the best review you can give this where they say a very like generic movie for people that it were anything but where it's like yep. they just played it insanely safe, yep. insanely generic and they just knew what would get people in the seats and that's yep. what they did instead of, instead of telling a good story. Um you can definitely, without like thinking about the rated R version and all this stuff, they just played it safe with just doing by the numbers biopic stuff, and it's not even a biopic because no, it's not. It, uh, they just don't delve into the like anyone really. Like now, here's Freddy the, the most, but bare, like no, here this is why this is exactly why is because those the other band members don't get more character development, even though they're like real people, because if they showed what they were doing, they were in the same position as Freddie Mercury. They were sex-addicted, drug-using people, and the people that are still alive that were had creative did, involvement yeah. in this movie did not want to show that. So that's why they make Freddie the villain in the second act, which is really weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, but they... And Freddie signed a solo deal. Every single one of them did before Freddie did. They don't show so that. they use that as the crux to be like the like the conflict in the movie, which doesn't even make any sense because that's why they don't show more of those characters. Is because if they did, they would be in the same like like showing as the same as Freddie, like, yeah. and Freddie wasn't there to say, "Wait, that's not how it happened." And also, which is really shady really and it really is. weird. It, it's 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 kind of gross a little bit because here was here's my biggest issue. When you watch First Man, think about how much you learned about who Neil Armstrong was from seeing that you the grief that he went through. Like you just see him deal with all this stuff. You don't actually see Freddie Mercury deal with anything. Like all the scenes that they have in the movie, you don't see him 
He has a big party. You don't see him hook up with any guys. Apparently, he had this ridiculous sex life where he, I, who knows the amount of lovers that he had. You, the movie, if the if the movie didn't explicitly say that, you wouldn't know that from the and movie. The you way literally they, would have no idea. The way they say it is just on a TV interview. Yeah. They just say, yeah, he had a lot of lovers. Well, you I, wouldn't know that he that he did a massive amount of drugs. There's one scene where he, they shows, say he's stoned, and they're like, are you high again? <laughs> and then they have a scene where there was cocaine snorted off a table that a character sees, and they're like, were, that, were you doing that? And he's like, I gotta... That's basically it. So you don't see him do anything. You don't experience anything that Freddie Mercury did. It's just glosses over everything, and that bothered me so much. I understand why some people think it'll be fine because it's got a couple of because jokes. Because they're hiding behind Queen. They're hiding behind the music. Yes, it's just play the music really loud. The greatest performer ever. It would have been persona. They're literally hiding behind it. If they just played, if they said, "Come tonight, see the Live Aid." performance I would go in, see it. in the IMAX for 25 minutes, I'd be like, fucking perfect. I'll pay 10 bucks. Because that's, that's worth it. And that was the best part of the movie, and that wasn't even shot that I wanna, well. I want to say, too, I want to say, too, that I love how 25 minutes into the movie, it's already jumped into it. Queen's already got their record deal. And I love how they're like, we're a family. And I was just thinking, I was like, I didn't see any of this. It like, flies, what? if the movie flies through their entire career as Queen without any depth like it just flies like oh here it's just like a set of points like they became a band on this night you know then they got their first gig this is their first big live show then they made their album now it's live aid the movie's over now i'll say this all the performances i enjoyed yeah i like the look of the movie i know tyler doesn't really like i i enjoyed the look of the movie some of the direction was interesting i love the shot where it goes through are you the, saying you like Brian Singer? I didn't really like I'm that. I'm saying I like when it went through. I, I like, like the when, idea of that. Yeah. And it was weird CG it was, where... The execution was a little Because it, it's like Kingsman 2 where they do that thing where they like, try to make a seamless take, but they bridge the cuts with CG. And then you know when they do that. And that's what, what kind of what they were doing. But I like when they're in the radio uh, thing and they play Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time and then you see through the glass the music video. But then they also just gloss over the whole music video thing, which that was like an... In, an entire part of Queen too. Where what, like, and what was up with the fucking manager? Not Peter Baelish, but the other guy. Like, what the hell is going? On? I I'm sure that happened in real life, but like, it did not convince me at all. Yeah, the way they characterize him is so stupid. The way that's what I mean. The way they characterize everybody. Why was they they build this great relationship up between Freddie Mercury and the amazing actress from Sing Street, whose name I can't remember, but she's Mary. really she's really well, good in the Mary movie in the too. Movie. I thought their chemistry in the first couple scenes were good, so at first I was kind of locked in, and then her character literally disappears, and Freddie Mercury just has a guy, and it's like, wh- who's? Well, but and, she's and, literally just not in the movie anymore for, for like she's his twenty best five thirty for minutes. Life. Yeah. And then she disappears in the movie, which I get because he's touring and all that stuff. This, I don't know. Bottom line is the script sucked. The script wasn't good. I don't think the movie was good, but they play great music and people like Queen, so they're going to like the movie. That's the movie's going to make bank. Everyone's going to be like, nominate it, and then it's not going to win any awards because it's a shitty movie. And then all the general public's going to be like, how come the movies that I like don't get nominated for stuff? You want me to tell you my biggest takeaway of the movie? It's that Queen is possibly the greatest rock band in history, and I didn't need this movie to know that. Yeah, I don't know. You're Rami Malek, amazing though. You know what? I'm a big fan of his. His best role is Night at the Museum, but this was good. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but he's really good. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, there's. It was just a. Stu- it was exactly what I feared. I went. I went in wanting to like this movie because mm-hmm. I love Queen. I did too. 
some of my favorite songs ever are by Queen. And going into it, I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe my fears will be squandered. And at the beginning, I was trying to like be like, yeah, this is going decently enough. But yeah. then it just, I don't know. It, and then I like everything just started becoming more apparent where I'm like, this is disjointed. This is legitimately my biggest fear that this movie would be is that it's just a studio Queen movie. And that's all There's, it is. It's just I, just, a studio I wanted it to queen be movie. a shorter period of time. I wanted more of the process. I wanted more of what Freddie was dealing with internally. And they try and push it on you. They're like, here, care for this. Care for what he's doing here. You know, uh, uh, sympathize with him. But, like, it's like I don't care. And and then <sighs> they wait till the last 30 minutes of the movie to say, here, he has AIDS. And then the scene where he finds out is a minute long. It's it's the movie's kind of it's bad, man. I my my favorite example of the bad script is Freddie Mercury and his Spoiler. new he has a new uh, well it's all true so who cares Freddie Mercury and his new lover he finally finds this new guy who he met he had a one night crazy coincidental experience with this guy and he finds him again later in life and he takes this guy to his parents' house before the Live Aid concert parent from the this is from the movie right. And the scene begins, and they're all sitting at a table together. And you would assume this is a scene where Freddie is going to have a, an opening up moment to yep, his parents yep. who don't have a great relationship with him. And as they sit down, his first words are, okay, we have to leave now. And then he gets up, and they have to leave the scene before they even have any conversation. And, and I, then the parents are like, you can't go yet. And he gives his mom a hug. And I know everybody in the theater is like, oh, how sweet. When really nothing happens in the scene. It's a horrible scene. He it's horrible script. But it's so bad. And he yeah, says, I'll I, blow you a kiss. I thought A, he would be coming out to them as gay. B, he'd be coming out to them telling them that he has AIDS, a life, uh, a terminal illness. Or C, uh, I don't even fucking know. It didn't accomplish any of that. But just the whole the whole scene doesn't make sense. Like here he takes his friend, clearly he wants to go there for something, and he goes and he says, All right, I have to leave. And that's the whole sequence in the movie. And to me, that's just so that's bad script writing. It's it's just stupid. I think deserve better. Here's here's you won't, you won't get a good Freddy movie until the rest of the Queen band dies. I'm sorry, Brian May. I Let's really just kill him now so we can get a better movie. Now here's now here's here's what I will say about it. I really enjoyed the opening credits. It yep. set the tone of the movie. I was like, I'm in. When he's wa- when it's, when it's the s- one take behind him and he's walking up to the up, stage. Yeah, I love that. I love, I that love when he's at his house. You see everything. He's putting all the stuff on. I loved the sequence. It's like 10, 15 minutes of them creating Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I love that. Want. I wanted more of the process. And then I loved the end of the movie. Yeah, because it was just the it's live queen. concert. It was literally just the live well, concert. What I hated about the songwriting scenes, it they made it seem like Every famous song that they had, they were able to come up with in ten minutes. Like well, they, would, they would just that's just room. how the movie is. But, they, but they could show that it. it was multiple days for Bohemian Rhapsody. It was like different days. Not none for of the each other sections. ones. For all the other ones, that's, it was just like one here. Oh, I've got an idea. Now let's make it. They could have shown the guy struggling to make song. Like they could have done it better. It's almost I wanted like, a better movie. It's almost like I said. That's why I like the Bohemian Rhapsody one. It's because it's done the best, which it should be because it's one of the best right. songs it was, ever. It was done better than the other one. Hey, Max, hey, Max Burke just came in here. He's a bad man. All right, he ruined our podcast. No, okay. And then oh, I was going to say something. Oh, Rami Malik. Romney. Rami, 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 Sammy, Rami. Rami, Sammy, Dammy. Uh, his performance, I think, was great, especially how he could sell him singing. Yes. Like, it was impressive. 
how yeah. he could sell he's him singing. He's a great singing. actor. I love the Mr. Robot. I think that his and he did a good job with Mr. the Robot's teeth amazing. in his mouth too. Mm-hmm. That's tough. And there's a scene when he's at like a press conference and it looks like Freddie Mercury. It does. And then that's my last thought. And uh, every shot that's behind, I just Randy wish looks like Freddie Mercury. All I could say is I wish the movie was better. Freddie deserved better. I we won't s- get another good movie of Freddie Mercury until about 10, 15 years. Minimum. Freddie's dead. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> all right. Is that no, it, I think boys? It'll be called Mercury, like all the other biopics that are ever made. It's just his last, last name. Because yeah. uh, they already took they took the best possible name that it could have been for a Freddie Mercury biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody. They took it. Why did they name it that? And then the movie's not a, really about the song. Because it's, it's a, just the... Because it's the gra- greatest song ever made. Could have called it "We Will Rock You." Bohemian <laughs> no. Rhapsody is the greatest song ever made. <laughs> it's the greatest rock song ever. Somebody made. to oh, love no, is no. better. No, I agree with. Uh, no, I agree with you. But I'm just saying, right. objectively speaking, it's the greatest rock song ever made. All right, I'm going boys. home. Yeah, I'm sick. The movie wasn't good. Suspiria is better. Original Suspiria is even better. Cube is Coob. Gooby gooby dooby. All right, boys. If you like the fan service in Solo, you'll like the fan service in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. But Solo is a better movie. Oh, yeah. It was more competent. It it was more focused. Yes. I will not say that it's a great movie. I will say Solo is a decent movie, while Bohemian Rhapsody is generic. All right, guys. Signing off. Goodbye. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>